Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, a podcast that seeks to answer the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective. We are part of the Christian Podcast Community. Check all the great podcasts out at christianpodcastcommunity.org. My name is Daryl, and Psalm 51 says to the choir master, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. So that you may be justified in your words, and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, You delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise, for you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken and contrite spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then will you delight in right sacrifices and burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. And that is the word of God. This psalm is a psalm that it says David wrote after the prophet Nathan came to him. This was after he committed great sin. He took Bathsheba. He laid with her. He slept with her. She became pregnant. She was married. She wasn't his. This was a great sin. And then, you know the story. I'm sure you know the story. You can read it in First Samuel, First Samuel, I believe. I should know this, but yet you can read the story all about all about this great sin. Second Samuel is when it happened, and when Nathan comes to him in Second Samuel twelve, and the prophet tells him a story of a rich man and a poor man, and the rich man was throwing a feast and took the poor man's animal to kill for the feast. And David, when he heard this, was enraged. And Nathan says, you are the man. You are the man. We are the man. We, cre- we do grievous sins every day. Even as believers, we sin. You know, it, the Bible often refers to David as a man after God's own heart. David was one of the best kings that they had in the kingdom Yet, he committed this sin, and he will go on to commit more sin, even after he writes this psalm, this great psalm. But this psalm, 
has been on my mind lately. Because, like I said, as believers, we still sin. And But as believers, we should be grateful when our sin is pointed out to us. If we haven't known we've sinned. But oftentimes we still know we sin, yet we still sin. It's that struggle. That struggle that we continue to have simultaneously saint and sinner. Simul, yet I can't. It's late at night when I'm uh, trying to speak Latin to you. But anyway, Martin Luther's simul justus et peccator. There we go. I got it out. But here we have David crying out, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. So he appeals to God's covenant love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgression. So he knows God as a merciful God. Do we know God as a merciful God? When we sin, is this what we do? We come to God. And I'm not saying we sin knowingly that God will forgive us. But we sin and we should still come to God for forgiveness. We should hate our sin. We should pray to God, the Holy Spirit, sanctify me. Make me hate that sin that I can turn from it. Give me the power and the strength to turn from it because I can't do this on my own. But God has a steadfast love to his saints. Blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Believer, he has done that for you. You've put your trust in Christ. Christ took your sin on the cross. He has washed you clean. He has blotted out your transgression. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. But we can still come to him. Come to God. Come to him. Confess your sin to him. If you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you your sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. The psalmist writes, For I know my transgression and my sin is ever before me against you. And you only have I sinned. David knows ultimately that his sin is against God. Do we know that? When we sin, yes, we sin against others. We should ask others forgiveness. We should go to them as well. But we, when we sin, any sin, we're sinning against God. We're sinning against the Holy God because we're marring his image. We are made in God's image. But we, we mar that image. God is perfect. And he calls us to be holy as he is holy. But we sin against God, against a holy God. We do what is evil in his sight. We are evil, but God has forgiven us in Christ. Behold, he writes, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. We are born sinners. We are naturally born sinners. We see that. I, we see that in the world. We, we aren't born this tabula rasa, this clean slate, we are born with a sin nature. We sin because we are sinners. We are sinners because we sin. That's what we do. We need to be changed. We need to be born again. We need help. We need a Savior. We need the power of the Holy Spirit within us so that we may mortify our sin, but only by His power. So in sin... We were conceived, and God delights in truth. And then the psalmist writes in verse 7, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. The psalmist knows he needs to be washed. He needs to be clean. He can't do it on his own. We can't do it. We need to be cleansed by the blood of Christ. We need to be washed in the blood. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. 
And that's where we need to wash and be cleansed. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. We need the Lord. We, we, we need him not to see our sins. He knows we sin, but we need to be covered in Christ's righteousness. We need to be wearing the righteous robe of Christ. Because if we're not, then he will crush us. If you are not found in Christ, if you are not trusting in Christ alone for the forgiveness of your sins, then his wrath will be poured out on you. He poured it out on his son. If you haven't turned to Christ, if you haven't been forgiven, if you haven't had your iniquities blotted out, turn to Christ now. Create in me a clean heart, O God, he says, and renew a right spirit within me. We need a clean heart. God, make our hearts clean. God, cleanse us. Renew a right spirit within us. May we turn away from our sin, Lord. May we turn away. Cast me not from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. We have the Holy Spirit, believer. (laughs) The Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, my son just creeped up on me. The Holy Spirit will not be taken from us. If we are in Christ, we are saved. He he who began. I'm trying to do a serious podcast. My son's over here singing songs, but it's great. It's a good, it's a beautiful thing. We we need uh, to be cleansed. We need, what was I saying? I'm all thrown off here. I'm so professional. But the Holy Spirit is in us. He who began a good work in you will complete it to the day of Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit will not be taken from us. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. That's beautiful. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. It is a joy to be saved. It is a joy to know Christ. It is a joy to know we are saved. So when when we sin, yes, that should crush us, but not keep us crushed. Because the reason it should crush us, not because we're not accepted in Christ or that he's going to turn from us and leave us. It's that he has saved us. We are saved. We are being saved. And he is sanctifying us, making us holy. So we want to obey in gratitude. We are guilty. We are given grace. And now we have that gratitude to live to Christ. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. That should be our goal as Christians as well. We are saved, and now we go and tell people about Christ. We teach the ways to the transgressors, to sinners, how to be saved, how to come to Christ, how to have salvation and have joy in salvation, joy in Christ, in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God. O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. When we come into church, when we sing these beautiful psalms and hymns, do we sing aloud of his righteousness because he has delivered us from our blood guiltiness? This should be a joy, something you look forward to, something you look forward to gathering with the saints, with others who have been saved, who can sing that they've been delivered from their blood guiltiness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. For you do not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You would not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. 
He doesn't despise. When we come to him, he does not despise us. When we come to him with a broken heart, broken over our sin, coming to him, he will not, he will not cast us out. If we come to him with a broken and contrite heart, he loves us. He, he loves us. He has a steadfast covenant love towards his children. He will not break his covenant. Sorry, he will not break us. He will not break his covenant. He loves us. The sacrifice, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. And then he finishes, do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then will you delight in right sacrifices, in burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. He is building up his church. The, the, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. The church is being built up, built up with those who have turned to Christ, who have come to him with a broken and contrite heart. <laughs> right, buddy? I don't know if you can hear him singing in the background, but he's here with me. There he is. So, if, if you've sinned as a Christian... No, you can come to Christ for forgiveness. He continues to forgive you. Don't go on sinning so that grace may abound. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what Paul wrote. But we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. And like I said before, what the scriptures say, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all, not some, not one unrighteousness, all unrighteousness. He cleanses us. So come to God with a broken and contrite heart. You've sinned. I've sinned. We are forgiven in Christ forever. Every day you are forgiven. Tell yourself that. Remind yourself you are forgiven in Christ and you don't need to sin anymore. You find all pleasures and joy in Christ. Rejoice in your salvation. Rejoice knowing that you are forgiven. Rejoice knowing you can continually come to him for forgiveness. Keep coming to Christ. Everything is Christ. All of Christ. And then continue to tell people where they can be forgiven. Where their fountain is filled with blood. Where they can be washed clean from all of their sin forever. Not just yesterday's sin. Not just today's sin. Not just tomorrow's sin. But every sin. Jesus died on the cross for every sin you ever committed and will commit. And he knew it. He knew it. And your name was there with him. He died for you. Jesus Christ lived, died, and rose for you. Be forgiven. You are forgiven. Come to him. Broken, hearted, heavy laden, and he will give you rest. Be encouraged. That's all I have for you today. If you want to check out all the podcasts in the Christian Podcast Community, once again, go to christianpodcastcommunity.org. Until next time, I pray you continue to seek the kingdom of God and find out what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. Drive safe, Grady. Grady.